Welcome to part two of my podcast, interviewing, speaking to, having a great fun speaking to Yvonne de S. It can be so easy. I, I, I realized me going through what I went through, what I was able to do because of the knowledge I had, then going through the coaching and the certs and, and things, I was able to connect dots and use my experiences. Okay, I remember thinking like that. I remember feeling. I remember what I was thinking and feeling at that time and where I was. And I thought I knew too. And I, you know, I, I was able to help people better, faster, because I remember what it felt like to be where they are or were and literally had a girlfriend from New Zealand reach out and say, you know, I realize I really need, and she's familiar with some of this. And she's like, I realize I really, I need your help. And she goes, and I thought of you. And because I can relate to so many things. Well, and all of us coaches really, you know, we each have our different experiences, but it's being able to explain the process, which is what I do now in the two day seminars that I'm going to be offering and is explaining how our core beliefs are developed as children, how we're told what's true and real for us as children. We automatically accept it as truth because it comes from trusted positions of parents, of doctors, of religious leaders, of teachers, whatever. So, so then that affects every choice we make in our life. It sets off the patterns that we're in and, and look up epigenetics, look up epigenetics. Because when I, I, this is what I show in my presentation. I have a Harvard study that shows, and, and of course you got Greg Braden and all these other great, great people out there, Joe Dispenza talking about these things, how our DNA is literally our stories written in our DNA. And when you, when you, Flip those stories, you can activate your DNA and flip those switches on. And they're, you know, studies, science behind this. So how powerful is our language? You can turn on gene expression. I mean, what does that tell you? So, so, and I, and I'm actually working to, um, do DNA before and after, uh, research on this with some friends of mine who are, Scientists. Yeah, I think pushing that research is is potentially huge, massively. Well, specifically with this style of coaching, because there's already proof that language impacts our DNA when used the correct way. This, to me, does it so fast. I literally was disoriented, okay? I, I had so much peace and, like, bandwidth. I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I, was, I told Mark one time, I was like, now I get what it means to actually be present. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And shut that monkey mind off because the stress that people are in, especially amidst all the stuff happening, it all that overthinking, all that stress, all that programming, all those things that we're, we're not slowing down. That was the significant thing for me as well. And, yeah. um, you know, it happened over um, two or three months, really. But it, yeah. it already, it I think time. even as I walked into level one, it had already started because I think there was that anticipation of it, knowing that it was going to work as well. Yeah. You know, I'd had evidence that it was really powerful and it was going to work, you know, from Very powerful. Jeffrey Oaks, who'd done all of it as pre, pre me. Um, but I think the interesting thing is, just like you said, the, the chatterbox mind doesn't really exist anymore. The, 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 the constant ranting in your head, the inner voice, which <sighs> when you're an anxious person, if you have a, any level of anxiety, which really you could relate anxiety to a stress state, just call it yeah, stress. exactly. When you're stressed Extreme about stress. anything, yeah, it, it could be mild stress will be, oh, it's gently chattering and so, <laughs> let's join this, you know, let's calm down together. But it's still there, it's still talking. Generally now, it, it talks to me, and it's really now a conscious choice about wording or it's a conscious choice about what do I do next in this moment of the day rather yes. than an anxiety thought about 
oh, I've got to create something for tomorrow morning at 9am or whatever it might be. Or, oh, I've got a horrible meeting coming up next week. And Because the word horrible and meeting don't go together. Horrible doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it's just something that happens in life and you can call it horrible you can call it it's just an event that took place in my life <laughs> and again that might exactly. sound a bit out there to people but we it's just a word we can oh. use to categorize things in a particular way and we know we can choose words that work for us in a, in a much more proactive pro good life sense rather than a suffering life sense you know yeah and the realization anyway, of how much yeah Oh yeah, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's good to have the the different perspectives because really, that's yeah, ultimately yeah. what what I really strongly recommend is listening to other perspectives, other people's experiences, because then you start to form a, a more clearer picture, and yeah. it doesn't mean you have to agree with the person at the same time. If I hadn't listened to another perspective, I never would have come across this and experienced this level of freedom and peace, the inner peace and how simple life can be even now, even amidst everything happening, how we can still manifest and create our world when we slow down, when we breathe, when we contemplate our choices, our actions. It's like, you know, Carl Jung, one of my favorite, you know, until we make the unconscious conscience, it will direct our your life and you will call it fate. So our core beliefs as children, our experiences up to this point are directing our life unconsciously. We are making, like you said earlier, unconscious choices that are results of patterns. So yeah. when we can identify, which is what this coaching can do very quickly, help you identify. And to me, it pulls the unconscious to the conscience. And then you see the pattern in your own story. Then you can trace it back, you know, reverse engineer it to yeah. where it started, where that belief or feeling or programming started. And then realize, oh, I've been making these choices because I was still believing that about myself as a child. It's it's all, you know, essentially, here's what, I, what I've come to realize is we spend most part of our life healing the inner child only to grow up and realize we're just great big children. Yeah. <laughs> we were yeah, meant yeah, to yeah. be children. We were meant to yeah. play and have fun and enjoy our life, not have this ridiculous just you look at the news and you look at what's happening in the world and you look at how things are supposed to you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that or that you can't do this you can't that's not good that's you know like say you celebrate at a funeral or something it's not that you're happy the person died at the same time it's realizing they aren't dead they're just energy cannot be destroyed it can only change form so when you tap into, and, and that was the other really cool thing, is expanding, releasing those ties that bind to, to really coming into that full essence of who we really are beyond the BS that we've been told that we are. In coming to a place of accepting, we don't have to be perfect, negation acknowledged. It wasn't about being perfect. And that was one to overcome for me. Because, you know, of course, and then religion, you have to be Jesus was perfect. I don't think he was. Yeah. I think yeah. he set an example. I think he gained, he, I think he was going through stuff that we're going through. And got to this place, too, of realizing, oh, uh, you know, do not worry. You know, be present. Don't worry about tomorrow. You know, tomorrow isn't even happening. The calmest yet. dude in the neighborhood, wasn't he? Basically, yeah, Buddha, all of them, yeah, yeah. And it, and it, and he didn't let people manipulate or tell him who he was. He, yeah. you know, like the Pharisees and things like that. He didn't, uh, you know, he stood for his his uh, perspective. He realized, you know, that's something was a big one, and even recently. <laughs> I, uh, 
there was this whole wild thing that happened with the neighborhood that I'm in now. I just moved here and that's a crazy story, but a wild story. Huh? I'm in Kansas City, Missouri again. I'm back in Kansas City. I'm with my cousin and I'm helping her out with her kids and and her space and, and I have my own space here, which is really great. I'm backed up to some woods. It's amazing. Um, but it's, it, that's just it. It's, and here's gratitude. I started when I shifted my perspective of those experiences that I had and then I learned the lesson. I became not only did I look at it as, oh, okay, I learned this valuable lesson. I became grateful for what I went through because yeah. I realized that honestly, I'm, it, it kept me from getting complacent. It kept me from, from, you know, just kind of getting to a place where I was comfortable and then stopping by it consistently putting that pressure on. It was like, I, I, it was like, I needed to figure it out. And so I just kept going and going and going to getting to this place of bliss. You know, what I hear in what you just said is that when the unconscious, when the intuition isn't available, what happens is, and these are odd terms probably for people listening, but the organism fights to get better and find its way out and be better anyway. And although it took you and I a considerable number of years to, to get to where we both are today, we did it primarily by that organism part of us knowing it wasn't right to be the way it was. And I didn't know what the, like you, it wasn't an intuitive thing that I did to leave my marriage, for instance, which was a major turning point for me because I, I knew I needed to really be on my own. I think that's deep down what I was yearning for to find myself. And I knew I couldn't do that with the, if you like, the restrictions of being, um, living in the same place with the same environment. I know, I knew I couldn't do that. It just, I, and I tried, I'd already tried for many years, you know, to, to have myself be a better person right. in that relationship and, and, and around everything else that was going on in my life, everything, everything to do in my life. Yeah. Cause it's all our fault, right? So we got to change ourselves. It's like, okay, I changed myself. Oh wait, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I knew, I actually knew, and I, I knew it was me, I, you know, I've, struggled depression all the way through my life and for for the reasons like yours I, I was brought up in a particular way and I related to it in a particular way that's all on me it was me the organism making that judgment and making myself be a particular way without me knowing it um and I'm trying to think of the point I want to get to here is that um yeah that well, that's difference everything between, right yeah well the intuition finally kicks in and now we can flow more uh, we're actually act yeah. actively able to now manifest and create stuff for ourselves whereas before we're in, in survival mode is what got us to the point where we had that awakening moment and realized that the, you know a particular methodology was going to open us up and allow us to feel intuitive and feel all our feels properly and now the next stage is having that intuition and then flourishing with it and with the the other stuff we've learned you know I right. know similar stuff that we've learned and the simple method Simple, simple. I have come to value exponentially simplicity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because when you're fulfilled, what are most people doing with what they're doing in their life? Distracting themselves or and trying to fill a void. Well, what's the void that they're trying to fill? Well, what have we been taught the void is? Oh, some kind of love outside of ourselves some other person to complete us, some other person to tell us what choice to make or what to do or what's it's right for us. It's actually a lie, isn't it? It's all a lie. You're trying huge, to distract yourself from, from, from belief. Yeah you, yeah, you have a false belief about yourself and you're trying to distract yourself from thinking over and over and over again without being conscious of it a lot of the time as well. It'll just be yeah. a feeling like an uncomfortable yeah. or the I can't shame, do that. The guilt. Well, and then the judgment that we've been taught to judge others. So then we are afraid to face those things about ourselves, or especially voice them to anyone because of how they might perceive us as being this imperfect, horrible, like, you know, who wants to, who wants to deal with that? You know, and of course, like you said, it's not even knowing that that's there. 
And so they're just avoiding without even knowing what they're avoiding a lot of times. If you could implement only one action or practice in times of adversity, what would it be and why? Slowing down and breathing. I was in a situation just last year, almost exactly, where, again, I was being manipulated and and attempted to, um, because I was triggering the other person, I wasn't allowing them to um, force their belief or, or, you know, whatever their perception of what they think I should or shouldn't do on me. And I was standing up for myself. Well, you know how that goes. It was a case of, well, then you need to go. So literally kicked out and didn't know what I was going to do. And this time, because I went through this coaching, because I knew, I knew what steps to take because of of this process that we've learned. Mm -hmm. This time, I didn't look at it as a negative thing. This time I was able to say, oh, I'm really great. I'm standing up for myself. So I almost anticipated it actually that it was going to happen for one, because I knew you stand up for yourself. That's the possibility. And two, because I stood up for myself, because I had, I had raised my vibration, I was no longer a match for that reality. So it wasn't, it wasn't a negative thing. So it's slowing down when things happen, slow down and breathe. And really contemplate your choices because we are the sum of our choices. Did you do any practical actions in the way that you reflected on what happened? Uh, as so, to, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking here that you may have written some things down here at this point to, to evaluate stuff. Oh, yeah, write it down. Write it down for sure. Write down options. Um, it, was, it was slowing down. And breathing so that I wasn't in, in getting myself out of any kind of reactive, any kind of reactive pattern. So it was slowing down and then it was writing down options. And, and okay. And here's a hilarious story. So here's how, for me, I get confirmation in my reality that I'm, I'm on the right path and making the right choice. My, I, my airline ticket. So I found, I, again, Doors opened up, got uh, yeah. figured it out in a few days, you know, here. And she, she wasn't even anticipating. She, well, I didn't mean for you to have to leave her. Nobody, they really don't want you to leave. They just want the control. And, and so it was funny because when I found something so fast, <laughs> anyway, my confirmation number was three easy SHT. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, thank you. Crazy shit. <laughs> I'm gonna have that be my license plate, my vehicle yeah, when I, I get think it. You should, yeah. I think it could be a new uh, sort of middle name or something as well. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Make no sense to anybody else, but <laughs> right, right. I was like, holy shit, no way. And so I showed the, and so it was, yeah, it was hilarious. So yeah, slowing down. And, and writing down, uh, one thing, slowing down, really breathe and slow down and contemplate what options do you have? Yeah. That's the first step I would say. Cool. I like that a lot. Thank you for sharing that. If you have one, what is the one thing you tend to keep in the dark about yourself? I am... I have gone through a lot of layers of deep stuff. And the one thing is my appearance. I have a lot. I, I, I am currently working on that confidence in my appearance, you know, um, going through what I have, like, you know, my, my eyebrows because of the cancer I had and, and treatment and then, you know, getting hit and having my tooth broken and, um, you know, toxemia with my kids and having stretch marks. It's like feeling confident in my appearance, Um, you know, with so much feeling like looking wrong to me, you know, that I see every day and, and see, and so writing down, obviously I've been writing down, you know, I'm beautiful. I'm this, I'm that, I'm confident. 
and then seeing it every day, you know, has made it difficult to really believe and feel that way. So yeah, that's the one thing I would say has been a, a hurdle. And it's, it's, you know, the thing is I got to a place where it wasn't enough of a hurdle for me to hold me back anymore. It used to hold me back. It, it was paralyzing before. And now, now it's, it's like, you know what? I'm going to move forward regardless. You know, if people aren't attracted to me or if I'm not attracted to myself or whatever, it's not going to stop me. So, so I don't let it cripple, cripple me any longer. Negation acknowledged. It's, um, it is something I'm still currently working on though. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it makes me think of the term I, I got into using last year. Um, with a whole year really and I, it's still definitely something that I'm aware of and that is I'm in process or I yeah. am in process yeah so, I just wrote that, that one that, down not that long ago yeah and that, yeah. and that literally brings me to the state where I am where I am now, now but I'm moving forward I'm I'm, I'm going somewhere yes. it's, just, it's a place I'm choosing to be and, and go towards yes. so and I do believe that I'll manifest opportunities to have these things fixed in some way or or change it in some way you know i do believe it's possible to change those things and manifest those things so so that's what keeps me okay this is my goal this is what i want to work on da 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 and uh and not let it stop me yeah and i think i think the the reflection on the i my process is me to me is is that i'm constantly i live in the state of being present to those opportunities that you're talking about as in I love that yeah every moment is a moment closer to these things being true in my life as opposed to being something that will come eventually yeah yeah the present because you're only getting closer to it you're not getting further away exactly so whatever you're doing right now is a moment closer to where you're headed if you see what I know it sounds a bit and believing that it's possible and believing it'll happen yeah yeah totally yeah it's living into it, being real is real now. Being that future self, like Joe Dispenza says, being the future self now, feeling that now. And that's what I'm working on is feeling that way now. Where are you winning in life right now? <gasps> that's the exciting part. So I started a venture last year with my business partner and he brought in one of his contacts and friends and who's also now a business partner called the pros p-r-o-s-e and it means a straightforward way of writing and speaking and it also sounds like pros <laughs> like professional and process so so we started at the pros um and really it's been a process because it's it's significant when I remember level two and I can't find I'm unable to find my document that I had that I wrote this down. So for all you guys out there listening, wrote this down. My goal in level two that we wrote down big goal, you know, he was like, go big. Yeah. So I was like, OK, I'm bringing this coaching global. And I'm going to help a lot of people and feed a lot of the coaches. Cause I knew obviously not there that takes a village. Right. So it was, I knew I would bring in as many as I could globally and just direct them to myself and other coaches and having no clue how that was going to happen. Well, the, it started last December um, the idea and the, the opportunity and what happened was, oh, and I wrote it down, right? Wrote it down, meditated on it, had the focus of, of what I wanted to do. So continuously doing that. Well, my business partner, uh, he's very well connected to like a lot of big people globally. And when he found out what this was doing for veterans, he said, how soon can you get me a one page on what this will do? And he sent that to 25, like, we're talking Ministry of Interior, Ministry of Health, uh, billion dollar corporations, life coaches, you know, well-known life coaches, all these people. He sent it to 25 people of different demographics. Oh, doctors and nurses, you know, hospitals, mm. law enforcement, um, all of them. 
came back and he's like, I've never seen anything like this. Uh, so he summed up two paragraphs of our conversation and sent that to and said, would you be interested in something like this? He said, I've never seen anything like it. A hundred percent of them want this. So now uh, I'm going to be traveling to Toronto and Dubai and presenting this process of the core beliefs, how they affect our choices, explaining the science behind our language and our stories and the emotions and how that's our power to be healthy and make better choices and create our world. And then, um, yeah, and then, you know, and offer one-on-one coaching and also offer, and I'm going to be talking to law enforcement, doctors and nurses, military, corporate, you know, leadership and, and helping, you know, PTSD and all these things that especially those, those people are dealing with right now with their high level of stress job that, especially amidst this stuff going on that, you know, mind you, they're already likely going through a lot of stress just being in the position they are, but then adding that to it. And then that's what essentially the clients are saying is like, it's like, and they want me there in person. That's what I thought was interesting is, um, you know, cause you could do it online. We could have the, the yeah. seminar and the coaching online and they actually want me in person. So I'm going to be speaking with uh, the people from Dubai and getting that whole thing worked out so that I can go there and, um, and do it in a way that is, I'm not, I don't have to get the vaccine or, or wear the mask. There is a process that is possible that a lot of people, of course, they don't want people aware of because God forbid we have any power, right? And they can't control us anymore. And so to realize that we actually have the power to travel, to live freely outside of that construct that we've been told is what we have to do good on you mate i'm, I'm really pretty pleased to have some um, um clarification that this is all going ahead because I, I, I was aware that some of this some of this i've heard a little bit before obviously um it's been I'm a process that, for sure uh, yeah <laughs> no, I, know, I know you i know there were times when you were Banging your head here and there, maybe. Several, several times. But it was challenging, wasn't it? And I'm so pleased to hear it's going ahead and, and that's progressing. And I, I look forward to hearing a lot more about that. Uh, well, real quickly, it's it's progress. Thank you. And and it's progressing because what I was doing was realizing if it wasn't progressing, what was how was I blocking? What was I feeling or believing about myself that was preventing it from happening? And so I worked through having that mentality through this process helped me release a lot of deep, deep patterns that had been there and become aware of them. And uh, so, yeah, so things started moving forward when I did that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, again, it's about, um, well, I touched, touched on this earlier today with my previous discussion Um and um, it's it's the foundation of this podcast to a great degree, which is that without being uncomfortable and un- and being able to read your uncomfortable and then understand what it's about and why it's there, whether it be mental or physical, um, nothing changes because you don't you're too comfortable. You're basically living in comfort. There's nothing to change for. There's no complacency. Yeah. So. so so what I hear is, you know, here you got, it was very uncomfortable when not hearing back for several weeks or whatever while you were applying for various things. And then um, that was a growth period because you're uncomfortable <laughs> and you looked inward to your your own incomfort inside your own body. It wasn't anywhere else. <laughs> and and you figured a load of stuff out. And, and um, that's the fascination for me these days is that... Um, conversations about the weather conversations about this that and the other which mean, <laughs> right which are really interesting things to talk about um really have no no real potential to create anything wonderful in the world um and and so deep conversation where you get people uncomfortable where you feel uncomfortable is where growth is there whenever you feel uncomfortable there's something inside you that says what the what the hell is going on right now is 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 it is literally triggering you for a reason and there is something yeah. in there 
to deal with. And it doesn't matter really what it is um, because we're just all perception machines and our perception is is what or the only reality we have. You know, what we're, how we're seeing the world around us, how we're relating to things. It is everything. How we're perceiving our world is going to impact what we are creating in our world. There's no one outside of us. Where do you experience a sense of impossible right now and how do you intend to progress this into the realm of the possible? I, I've really gotten past the, I realize we're limitless, you know, really believe and know we're limitless because you feel, you know, you know what I mean. You feel that energy, you feel that empowerment that this, brings of how well especially if you've gone down a rabbit hole like i have with language (laughs) (laughs) and you know and the word was god like hello (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. you know and and the power of our language and how our language shifts our perception our perception shapes what emotion we have regarding that and our emotion is our creative power and then our breath brings life into that creation so so how we're using our words and which are thoughts internally or spoken is how we're going to perceive our world and how we're perceiving our world is going to determine what we think about what's going on in our world. And our feeling is our power and what is being targeted right now. What is being targeted? Why are we being stressed out? Why are we being told that, you know, do this, it threatens fear. What is that? That's the complete opposite of love, not hate. So we're kept in a fear state because then we make reactive choices and don't contemplate and don't slow down. Mm. It's difficult to have, um, difficult to have, I mean, there's a whole load of sociological, um, natural behavior among, among herds of people, shall we say. Um, and when the narrative is so clearly singularly focused and you have the mentality of the herds in whatever different groups of communities you're referencing with in your own life. Um, it's, so, it's very difficult to feel like you can speak what you actually feel um, yeah. as opposed to, to following the line of the conversation. Unless yeah. you're able to step outside of that sphere mentally and detach yourself from the fact that there is a narrative that is just a narrative and it's, not necessarily the truth, and actually, you and I both know real truth, true truth is actually quite hard to come by. Actually, it's extremely hard to come by. Truth of us, we can figure out, but saying what's true for someone else is a whole different ballgame. Yeah, there's an internal truth which we can own, but if we're referencing the outer world beyond that, we're talking about our sensory perspective of the what's outside of us. Everybody, it feels like a lot of the people we know in the world are following the narrative, despite the fact that we know there are other other potential narratives. There are other, there's other evidence out there contrary to the narrative, absolutely. Um, and it's getting, having the awareness that that narrative, you do not have to listen to it and believe it's true. You can look at it as a perspective. It certainly is a perspective. And... Any perspective always has different perspectives because it is just a perspective. It's not the truth. Yes. That's huge. That's so important. What question have I not asked you that you would like to be asked so you can answer now? Why am I so happy all the time and excited all the time? Why are you so happy all the time, so excited all the time? <laughs> because I realize that life isn't hard. It's actually super easy. And that when coming to that realization after so much chaos, a light of decades of stress and overwhelm and chaos, and and like with my, my cousin's kids who I've been watching, you know, while she's out of town and just people in general, slowing down, asking questions and really 
helping the kids feel valued in and getting, you know, he went from a situation that happened and he, he's 13. And then, and then my other um, second cousin's eight and he was feeling irritated and, and he was just reactive. Right. And he was frustrated. And so I pull him over. I'm like, he's like, not, you know, my brother's blah, blah, blah. Well, well, what is he doing? Well, he's coming in my room without knocking and things like that. I was like, oh, I was like, well, just let me know and I'll make sure he respects your space. And then he felt like a different person because he felt heard and listened to and action was taken to do something about it. And that changed everything, changed his whole demeanor. And, and so if we can do that for each other and everyone, it's so simple communication listening, getting perspectives. It doesn't have to be this argumentative, reactive, stressed out garbage we've been fed. And so that's why I am like to get this and and after what I've been through and to really know and and then again with narcissists, that's that's my forte right there. Like, hey, you want an expert, like (laughs) you know, (laughs) flooded with it for a while. Um Recently, I had a situation, and this has happened multiple times. Just recently, very recently, had a friend who I had been friends with for a couple of years. Great conversation, spiritual minded, a lot of knowledge, all this stuff. Simply, something happened, did not respect me when we had a time that we were going to talk. I had been messaging, no response, admitted he loved me, by the way, said he loved me, said he was in love with me this whole time, you know, that, that it was like he, um, and, and I'm so grateful for you. And, and I really appreciate like all the right words, right? I was used to words. I was like, no, let's talk some action now. And then the very next day blows me off. And then tries to blame me because I said, you know, if you had just messaged, that would have been respectful. Or even if he had just, you know, forgive me, I got busy because I wouldn't have cared if he got busy. Just let me know. But I'm expecting to have a call with you. I and I'm expecting to have a call with you because you we agreed that this is when we would have a conversation. And then you're going to turn around and, and tell me that I was projecting and saying all these things that was just, and to know, like, I know, I know who I am. It's, it's so easy to see when you've been through once or twice. Well, in realizing how much power I was giving people, I was made to believe that I needed to cater to, oh, you know, before the old me would have been like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, oh, you know, it's okay, we'll work it out. Da, da, da. And now I'm just like, I have no attachment whatsoever to any outcome, <laughs> no expectation, and it's been freeing. I, I I know for me that my relationship to the word love is very, very different to what it was maybe two years ago. Um, I'm very, I use it very, very, very carefully these days. Um, I, 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 I say very carefully, I... I use it as a descriptive word for when I love something like if, oh, I love this food or something like that. But in terms of relationship, um, I very much I take ownership that I put myself first, which again, to, to many people listening may sound, oh God, he's self-obsessed. But I was never even in the equation before I, I, I began to love yeah. myself. I was, I was hunting Just for acceptance. Miss. Yeah. Through the other person um, being codependent. And um, so love for me, um, you know, I've had a couple of relationships in the last year and a half um, and I've used the word love once, twice, twice with one person, the same person. And um, I took my time, very much took my time to say that word and... I said it when it felt real as opposed to saying it for this, any other reason before I would use it to, I know I, I knew that it was a way of saying what I actually physically, um, you know, in, like that kind of intuitive kind of feeling when you feel 
And that's how how being with another person used to feel to me. I wanted to mm-hmm. declare my sensations around my feeling feelings being with them. Right. And I and I had no other way. It, it felt like the, I had to say it because if I didn't right. say it, you know, it would be like they don't know really what I'm feeling and I want them to feel it so that the codependency, codependency machine starts, you know, if they, if, they, if it lands and then I'll get reciprocal response, you know, oh, I love you too, which when we're in a relationship, we, you know, love is part of it. You need, I needed to, to hear it come back to me. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's what codependence is like. You have to hear it become, come back. If you don't, it, it's, it literally creates huge anxiety and dis- disruption for you straight away. So I knew that I I mindfully use the word love now in a, in a, when I choose to, when it is absolutely 100% nailed down my declaration to that person for the only other, the only reason being that I really want them to understand that I, that's the level of my feeling and it's coming from a true place as opposed to, any place of need or reciprocal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And interesting. Well, look how the word's well. thrown around, you know, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. And, and, um, and it's not like I don't love my dog or love my computer or love talking to right. you or any of those <laughs> right. other things. But when, 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 and I think the other thing for me as well is my, my, I've changed around the way I relate to love with another anyway. Um, as or as well, shall we say? Um, mm-hmm. And do you do you use? I mean, you may or may not have used the word love recently in recent times since you've, if you like, um, recovered from the lifetime of <laughs> previous patterns and disruption from that. Um, yeah, have you used it at all? Have you have you been aware of using it, or is it is it something you? Yeah, I'm, I'm much more. I'm like I'm much more mindful of using it now, knowing that a lot of people really aren't aware of how much it's been diluted, how much it's really been overused and it loses its meaning to me. And so, you know, my, a friend of mine, uh, the one in New York, he's now in Maine. He said, um, you know, love people when they say they love each other, it's really I'll trade with you. Not I love you. I'll trade you. I will trade with you. Is it an equal trade? You know, are, are we whole in ourself and then the other person whole in themselves? So each is overflowing or is it that we're filling somebody else's cup? Yeah. First. And yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and interesting for me, I think one of the words that um, for me, the word trust actually, actually almost has more value in, in the world, out in the world. Yeah. Rel- and respect. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, and and I think, well, I I think respect is there as well, but I I think I include respect in trust. Yeah, be, because if I if I feel like I if I say I I trust you, it feels like it has so much of an include and kind of all encompassing set of values. You know, I'll trust you with it means I'll trust you with anything. Which yeah. means I'll trust you with my heart. I'll trust you with my feelings. I'll trust you with my my property. I trust you with all my, with anything. Um, and I don't say the word trust very much either, be, not because of any other reason that than that. Um, I'd use it in the context of that close relationship. Well, and trusting ourselves first really is so key. Just like loving ourselves first. Yeah. So, and I think I, you know, it's a, it's, it's a trusting in my word that I use it as well. Oh, right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 so, and I think that's the thing for me now. I'm very, and, and it, this comes down to one of the major things we, through the theme of our talk today. And that is that the words we use have way more power than we ever think they have. And, you know, that you just talked about the demeaning of the word love or overuse of it. And, and many words we use like that as well. Um, most of our language we use like that because we're not really mindful of using our language particularly other than we want something or need something. Or, yeah, yep. Yeah. It's typically out of manipulation. Yeah. 
in some way because that's all we were taught. Yeah. You know, what I came to realize is with that said and, and realizing all the words, like you're saying, there's just so overused or have lost their meaning. And I started thinking of the abracadabra and realizing to me what it represents, all these stories, all these stories, you funnel it down to the basic truth and elements that I am. Mm, yeah. I am what I say I am. So, you know, getting rid of all those stories and getting to that truth of ourselves to have that intention and meaning behind it that it was intended to have. And to me, I feel like because of doing that, then that feeling comes across with the words. Then the words and the actions match. Then people feel that. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I think that, that one of the, I mean, I, I've been aware of your use of these terms as well, which you'll, you'll have a better understanding of when I say them, but you, you, you'll, you'll probably have a couple of other words. So the vibration, the, um, you know, when we utter the words, there's a vibration to the sound of them. And one of the thing, both, things both you and I are very aware of is you can hear when somebody actually owns the statement they're saying. And it's not just the words at all. It's the way they say them. Yeah. Literally yeah, the way they exactly. How, exactly. As well as how they look, their demeanor, not just the sound of it, but the way they look as well. Every aspect of the way they're being. Exactly. The intention behind the words. One big thing, and especially dealing with narcissistic personality, victim mentality, true, you know, they, they tend to be so convinced of their own lies that it sounds like truth. And that's what I was falling for. I wasn't paying attention to the words matching the actions. So that's what I started realizing. Like, you know, it can sound like truth. People can say all the right words. What's their actions? There's one thing I'm going to say actually about narcissists as well is one of the most difficult ones to ever recover from just because of the nature of it. We've done a lot of work about personalities and, and um, forgiving yourself. Yeah, forgiving well, self oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, and I think one of the things around there's narcissists I've certainly been involved with is that my I was a person who interacted with them and they have their own troubles that they are not aware of. And right. we're all individuals and we all, we're all human. Right. We're all going through life with our own troubles and difficulties and et cetera. And unfortunately, narcissism is just a particular path patterning that creates a situation whereby the person believes they're right pretty much most of the time. And if they're not, they'll just play up. So there's no real discomfort for them because whatever discomfort they feel is about somebody outside of themselves. It's nothing to do with them because they're okay, thank you very much. And that's literally another pattern. And that's why it's so difficult because they don't recognize the disruption they're causing. They don't see themselves of anything other than being not perfect, but certainly not to blame for the situation right. they're in. And um, yep. it's a big... Um, it's a big well, issue. It, it, I, it's not necessarily a big issue, but I think we, we can easily categorize it because it is, it is. It is the same condition that many other conditions are in the kind of mental space, you know, the the, the Well, the victim space. mentality kind of sums that yeah. it up, really. Yeah, is, well, it does, is, right, yeah. 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 And the thing is that they are victims, but they don't have the victim mentality <laughs> because they don't perceive themselves that way. Um which makes them very difficult to um, to basically help them get out of the situation they're in um, because they won't have it that, the, that there's anything going on with them generally. Right. And, well, and that's how you distinguish them, right? You, when you bring something to their awareness, when you bring something to their awareness, that'll tell you right there. What are they going to choose then? Yeah, and, and they'll, they'll generally just throw it back at you and it's your fault for bringing it up or even suggesting it. Um, but as I say, in the terms of being humans and sharing the human experience, yeah. they are in as much difficult. They are having as much difficulty in their life as the rest of us, but they don't really see it. At They're all. creating their own hell, uh, really, and and we don't want to go down with the ship. And at the same time, there's no need to judge it or get revenge on it or pay it back or 
attack them or whatever because they're literally in their own hell. They just don't see that they're in their own hell. And um, that's why for most of us who've interacted with a narcissist, the best thing you can do, unfortunately, is is get the hell out of Dodge, as it were. Yeah. Yeah, at least get out of the situation. Yeah. And realize that you don't have to tolerate their crap. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, right. Just to finish off, Yvonne, let's just ask you to share anything specific as well as your contact details, if you wouldn't mind, um, so that people can get in touch with you and learn more about you. Um, we've learned a lot today, but there's there's a whole lifetime ahead of you, and I'm sure there's more that's available. So uh, please share what you'd like to share right now for us. Yes, I have the pros. Um, it's open to anyone who wishes to, you know, receive this coaching. And we also offer a two-day seminar explaining the process. Like I said, and uh, it's you can call one eight three three four two pros p r o s e, and we did the number forty two because it's the answer to everything. <laughs> um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, exactly. And so my my business partner and I are nerds. Um, so the oh, and then our website is thepros dot life. So the pros, P-R-O-S-E dot life. And you can get more information on there. Um, you can message us, email us, you know, ask questions, whatever. We're happy to get on a call and just answer questions that people may have, get more information. And yeah, other than that, um, I'd love to hear any questions, any comments people have. Feel free to reach out to me. Otherwise, I just, I'm just passionate about this. I'm excited to free people. Or have to help them free themselves, I should say. We just are facilitators. You all do the work. and We're the kind of catalyst part, aren't we, really, in some respects? Yeah. yeah. It's just helping. It's just providing the tools to help you see the pattern. And then you can take action and follow the steps to, to break those patterns and start changing your life like that. Yeah, it's, it's super quick, which is what I love about it, for sure. Yvonne, it's been, a, it's been an absolute joy, madam. Thank you so much for spending um, all of this time. For contact details of today's guest, as well as my own, please check the show notes. Thank you for listening today, and I have one final request. Live your impossible life. possible life.